I've been moving shit, you can call me Pablo Escobro. Think about exactly what that means. What will you be doing 11 years from now? What will you be doing 22 years from now? Will you be doing anything? Will there be anything to be done? That and more this week. Or not. No, I'm just checking. <laughs> What's up, guys? Organic Poison. I'm pretty sure this is episode 16. Maybe it's 15. I'm not sure. I have an episode that I want to release. There's nothing super exuberantly special on it. But I recorded it and forgot to put it out. Before the last one. But uh, I had a couple of people say that might as well just go ahead and release it. So I'm probably going to release it when I release this one. So uh, if you listen to this one. And you happen to have listened to that one. It's kind of dated. I think it was actually before George Floyd. So it would have been right before. But it would have been when Takashi 69 got out. I don't know how much I talked about any of that. but Yeah, Sickest in the South. Uh, I always get this like weird head rush whenever I record the podcast by myself. Because I try to write notes. But most of the time... I I feel like I jump topics not completely the best way that I could. I hope that those of you who are consistent listeners, which there are a few of you, uh, I hope that you bear with me. This is still a learning process for me, but I have really enjoyed doing these podcasts. Uh, and the people that I get feedback from is pretty awesome. It makes me feel like uh, I'm actually working on something that people are listening to and... Uh, I feel like I feel like it's a little more intimate, but most of the music that I feel like I've made in the past like five years, which I'm totally cool with, 
uh, it's just been so like high energy and you know really just wild shit and it's awesome but there's also like I guess this is also an outlet for me to be able to talk which that's obviously what it is but nonetheless I like doing these podcasts and I love it when you guys give me feedback I crack jokes about things that were said in the podcast that's pretty cool uh anyway yeah how was y'all's week I hope it was great uh unfortunately I guess we can start the podcast with the more disturbing news uh before I get into conspiracies there have been several crazy fucking things happen across the country since the last time I was on here and I say it's crazy but in all actuality it's to no surprise almost it's further proving the point honestly but there have been like people have been getting shot by cops beaten down by cops like still like not just in those big cities and shit either like in the big city things like the protesters I guess in some of uh, life is kind of getting back to normal in the big cities like the main places where they were raging out every day but there has been protests like all in small towns in different states like Mississippi is having, like, protests in, like, every other town. Which is, that's dope. I mean, the protesting, you know, because we've been all saying we got to do shit on a local level, too. And so it's, like, not just going to the big cities. That's tight. That's awesome. But the fact that I feel like it's just horrible, like, seeing that cops still be in the way that they are. And, I mean, I'm not there for any of these situations to see what transpires. But, like... Think about how much this just proves such a, a point that people try to make. Now, I'm not saying that I'm I'm still not sold on the uh, getting rid of, getting rid of police altogether thing. But in the same breath, what am I gonna do either way? So, I, but I am very still open to hearing out a, a more opinions about that. But dude, something's got to be done about the fucking police. And I'm trying not to talk about Cheeto Man, but something's got to be done about that guy, too. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't want to say it's depressing, because it's like we say something is depressing all the time. This is, like, heavy. Like, way worse than just being depressing. Like, this is, like... I don't know. It's nuts. There's there's a bunch a group of guys. Uh, I mean, every media outlet says something different, but I'm assuming that it is Black Lives Matter uh, protesters, uh, which that might not even be what they are. But I'm not sure. But they they've taken over like seven blocks or eleven blocks in Seattle. Now, if you haven't heard about this story already, you need to pause the podcast and you need to go look that shit up on Google right now. Or on Twitter or on anywhere but Facebook. Look at a couple of different sites, find out. But, but either way, look at the basic story. These people have taken over seven blocks in Seattle. They've, they have taken over City Hall. 
apparently, allegedly. It's crazy. But, I mean, nobody's, like, getting hurt or anything because it's just sectioned off. So it's like there's no cops in there. They're, like, policing themselves. I'm not sure what the number... I've heard that there were a couple hundred people there. I've heard that there were a couple thousand people there. I'm really not sure. And I don't know if there's people, like, that they're, like, letting come in, you know, like, and get out. I've only seen a little bit about it, but it's something to look into. Just if you guys... If you guys want to, you could pause right now. And beep, we're back in. Uh, you know, I said I said just a minute ago that I don't want to talk about the Cheeto Man. But the reason being is just because of the fact that I feel like there's more important things. Which, I mean, I'm about to talk about stuff that's really not that important. But when we're having serious conversation, I'm, I'm going to wait to have that conversation about Donald Trump on here. Until I have a guest. When I have a guest on here, I will speak my mind. But I just want to wait. I have a I have a lot of thoughts. And but in the meantime, I do want to say something's got to be done about what's going on with these cops because the, I'm trying to say that this shit is like it doesn't look like it might if it's changing. It doesn't fucking look like it. Because they, whatever, whether these be calculated, being promoted, whether this be some, I mean, either way, this is just fucked up. Like, even if it's people using it for media, solely for the media coverage, like these outlets online, they're like, oh, well, we're just going to fucking exploit this shit and exploit this shit just because it gets people fucking going. But even if there's people doing that, it's like, why the fuck does it keep happening? It still needs to fucking stop. It doesn't matter if there's a deeper fucking reason behind why it's all happening. It it doesn't matter if... A, it doesn't make a fuck if the motherfucker was stealing candy out of a jar. It doesn't matter if he was... If fucking George Floyd was using a $20 bill. It doesn't matter if fucking... They kicked in the right door to Breonna Taylor's. They didn't. None of that... None of them people were in the fucking right... But even if they were, it's still fucking wrong. It's still ha- happening. Like, there's no fucking excuse for this shit happening still. And it's happening after the fucking country just turned upside down. They're still doing it. They're still out there behaving like menaces. I know it's not every cop. Well, every fucking cop should be beating those fuckers down. It just seems fucked up. I mean, I'm frustrated about it. But it's like, there's people out there that are fucking having to... Like, sitting here trying to fucking change the world. And they're still getting fucking shot with rubber bullets. And sprayed with gas. Or whatever the fucking spray is. I'm not a professional. I don't have any idea how to run the country... I don't know how what they should do about running the state. But I do know that what is happening marginally to African Americans is fucked up. It, I, I don't care how or why it's happening. It's fucked up. And I'm just saying. it's There's a change coming to Mississippi. I feel it. I feel it's finally going to happen. 
you know, and I, I speak for Mississippi because that's where I live, that's where I've grown up, that's where everybody that I know lives here or has spent time here. So I'm excited to see what's happening in Mississippi. They're talking about changing the flag, that's awesome, but the flag is just, I mean, that is, uh, I don't even really know what to say. I mean, it, it, it will change a lot. It'll be great. It'll give people a chance to start, start anew, if you will. Like, but we can't, we gotta, I mean, I say we, I mean, I'm not out there every day protesting. I fucking should be, but I haven't been. But I, I do think that people need to continue to focus after they get, because they're going to change the flag. If they think that they can change the flag and they don't have to focus on any of the other reform, then they're going to change the flag. But by all means, that can't be the extent of what they do, of the change of all that walking in Mississippi. There's people walking for a lot of different things right now, and but most of those things are important. That sounds inconsiderate, but I'm sure there's some guy out there marching for like free 40s or something. That's not important. But yeah. With all that being said, you know, hey, sorry to get so heavy there. Uh... I do want to say, now that we're going into conspiracy land, we're, we're phasing out of the previous topic into conspiracy land, and this is me transcending into conspiracy land. I even moved my light. Doom, doom. Where are the rednecks? I need answers from the rednecks. There is absolutely nothing in this world that makes me want a civil war. And to my understanding, what we've seen of the rednecks is protection of property. Any of the videos I've seen, they have just been standing out. I mean, they're fucking strapped. They're all, everybody out there got a gun. And there's probably people that you don't even see out there that have guns. But they ain't fucking up shit. And it's not about them. Well, they're fu they're fucking up shit. Their the, their kids, their cousins, their rich cousins, their white cousins are fucking up shit. But that's irrelevant. They are just standing out there defending their property. And my whole point here is not, oh, look what they're not doing. My whole point is, so why aren't they doing anything about all of this that's going on? I don't really, I mean, ultimately you don't want them to, but you do ask the question whether you laugh about it or you don't. It has always, for a lot of us that have lived in the South, them statues that they're tearing down, you know that there is, somebody's blood is boiling somewhere over that. And I don't know if they're just keeping them off the internet or if I'm just not on Facebook right now and I'm not seeing it, but like... This could be a good thing too, because maybe those people have decided in this particular situation, a lot of those people are, I mean, I guess they're all right people as long as they're not assholes. They could be really, you could be really bummed out about finding out that the Confederacy and shit was really just kind of some ass. Or maybe you still find some kind of, you romanticize it somehow. And that's fine and dandy, but you do need to understand what 
a very, very important part of that was. With that being said, it can be hard to let it go. I think they should take them statues, which it's a little late now since a lot of them have been taken down and spray painted on and shit. They should put that shit in a museum. They could have a fucking museum about it. And it's, I mean, they have museums about all kinds of shit. And it's like, hey, this is just where people go and they, they, a consolidated way to learn about that area of life. And it was so long ago, man. The world has come so far, right? Everybody is supposed to be friends, right? Everybody's supposed to love and care about each other, right? Okay? Make a compromise. The world wants to be different. There's no reason to fight it. It's going to be weird. I mean, I don't imagine that there's any 50-plus-year-olds that listen to this podcast, especially that don't agree with me. But, I mean, it doesn't have to be like... It doesn't have to be like we're going to take it down and then it's going to be fuck you forever. It's like, no, hey, we're going to take this down. It should be. We're going to take this flag down and we're going to start something new. And everyone, I mean, it doesn't, you're the one who's going to have to not be racist. You know what I'm saying? Not you specifically that's listening, but it's like people, you're the ones that are going to have to try to consciously not perpetuate that bullshit. And just the ignorance. And we're talking, we're, I say racism just because that's, I mean, the kind of the topic right now, but. It goes for any kind of like just judgmental ass shit. Like everybody just starts. We're starting a new chapter. We're getting to be part of the center of a generation. That starts a new chapter in Mississippi. And no. It doesn't mean that overnight. You know like all this shit's going to change. And you know everybody's grandparents are just going to decide. Oh well. (laughs) Okay. We can have gay weddings at First Baptist now. <laughs> no, I doubt that's going to just pop up and happen. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it makes me think of those fucking bumper stickers. I don't ever know what they were for, but used to see them back in the day on everybody's car. You knew what kind of person, or you kind of knew what kind of person was driving the car when you saw the Coexist sticker on the back of their car. It was either a Misfit sticker or a Coexist sticker. But I'm particularly talking about the coexist ones. I think a lot of you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Might even still see them every now and then. Maybe. Rarely. Why can't we just coexist? I mean, I'm speaking in the sense of strictly Mississippi right now. We could get into talking about the country and talking about the world, but that will come into conspiracy topic, which I said I was going to talk about, but I'm just letting y'all know some shit, I guess. Mississippi could coexist. We could, we just all have to be on the same page. If we could, if we could find a way to not shit on each other for living different lifestyles. Like, I'm talking about the furthest extreme on this side and furthest extreme on this side. It's like, we have, we all have such prejudices for each other. It's not just the rednecks. And I say the rednecks loosely. You guys know what I mean. Maybe if if the word redneck is offensive, then I will actually stop saying that. And I'll refer refer to the, the extreme conservatives or like the religious guys that I'll find some other more descriptive way to explain the entire demographic. I mean, you guys get to call us libtards, and I don't even know what that fucking means. I don't even know what it fucking means to be liberal. 
I've had like five people call me liberal in the past like two months. And I mean, whatever. I I don't understand the full capacity of what it means to be right, left, liberal, conservative. Like, there's so many different things. And then when you... I digress. I wish we could make that shit not matter for a little while. If we could get past a lot of this bullshit we got going on right now, well, we can come up with, we're humans, we'll come up with some more bullshit to be mad at each other for later. But I doubt it will be with fucking violence in the hangs or, you know, fucking discrimination or uh, abuse, whatever the fuck. Like, I would like to, I would like to have fucking neighborly disputes instead of treating each other like, like, I don't know, like, the way people talk about each other on fucking Facebook and Twitter is insane. It's like, some people are just so audacious to say one thing and to say another, and it's all just marginalizing people. It's just generalizations of, of what you've heard or what you've, like, people did this before we had social media, but it's like times ten now, like, or a thousand or whatever you want to call it. It's like... We have we find the dumbest things to attach to and be and become tribal about it. Like why can't we become tribal about raising our fam like you raising your family if you have one or your your creed, the people you have amongst you that are around you every day. Why don't I like make it your fucking make it your purpose to make all those people the best people they can be. Like just genuinely good people. If everybody would do that, and that was the thing that we took all of our fucking pride and buried it into, like, be the best you can be, and be the kindest human you can to a person. Stand firm, and just, that's all you got, and just be yourself. If that's what you, you set out to put your pride in, not a flag, you know, like, not your pride for anything, not to be fucking violent to each other, Particularly not to be violent to people who have less authority than you, but in general, I don't know. It would be great. It gets me worked up. I just, I, I, I've always been, I've always been like a man. And maybe it's an insecurity. Maybe the chaos just, I love chaos, but it's, I don't like it at the expense of like, I don't know. Maybe it's just reality. It's like it's to, to experience, like, okay, so you do drugs, and some drugs give you, like, this chaotic feeling, but you're, you kind of got a grasp on it, so you're like, I love this. It feels good. When it's in reality like this, it doesn't really feel that fucking good. And I don't know, like, I mean, I know a lot of people have got to feel conflicted about a lot of the shit that's going on because so much has happened at once like it's all happened and a lifetime worth of bullshit has all happened at once and now it's like there's a change happening but it's like you have no idea what the what's on the other end of this tunnel like it could be kick ass we could have like another like 150 years of just like prosperity and growth or not. Like what if this. What if this is the end of society as we know it. 
Like, we're riding it out right now, but... What if there's an entire shift in the world? All of our society over the course of a year. That just is like a phenomenon that changes everything about the way we live. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that that's going to happen. But, conspiracy talk. They, uh, they apparently, I didn't read into this, but supposedly they said that the the Mayan calendar was off by eight years and that 2020 is the year that was supposed to happen in 2012. I don't know where the merit to that is. I don't know where the merit to the first prediction was. But they basically said that the end of the world was happening next week. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could look it up but I don't really want to look it up while I'm recording this. I'm not really one to invest my energy into those kind of things because it's like, well, if that's the case, then there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And if the world's ending, you don't have to tell anybody bye because everybody's going to leave at the same time. I mean... Nobody wants to die. Like, I think that probably, like, one of my biggest life fears is dying. And I'm sure there's a handful of people that can relate to that. It's like, because if you can spend the majority of your life focused on everything else but that, you don't really ever have to think about it. It's like the easiest thing to put to the back of your mind. It doesn't really matter if you're religious or if you're not. If you're religious, it may actually be easier. I'm not sure. like Because I can assure you that when I was a more religious person, more of a practicing religious person, I feel like that was the furthest thing from my mind. But it's like when I got older and maybe as life started to slow down, I became so much more concerned with dying. And I think that it's made me kind of bitter. Because it's like, ah, it's like... Just like you don't know how any of this started. You Nobody knows. I mean, I'm not convinced. There's, And if somebody did, you wouldn't believe them. But nobody knows how this started. Nobody knows how this ends. Nobody knows where this ends. Nobody knows where it ends for you. Nobody knows where it ends for me. Nobody knows where it ends for... Uh, America. Nobody knows where it ends for the world. And nobody knows when... How long does... If the world gets hit by an asteroid 2,000 years from... 200,000 years from now, and humans are still alive. And it, the world gets hit by an asteroid, and the asteroid obliterates the planet 200,000 years from now. How long will this system of our understanding continue to float on in this reality? When will that end? Because, I mean, if you drink a beer, if you watch a movie, if you 
screw in a light bulb, if you read a book, it has a beginning and it has an end. It doesn't matter if it's begun from the top, the bottom, the left, the right, in front or behind or right in the center. There was a beginning. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not exactly excited about dying, but who knows? It's like uh, I feel like we spend a lot of time looking for, looking for or finding and holding on to the prospect of something far more comfortable than just laying in the ground and that being it. I mean, because that doesn't sound exciting either. Like, not existing. Like, how do these people become so comfortable with the fact of being like, our energy? You know, like, it's like, what do you mean our energy? Our energy will be gone. And it's like, my memories will be gone. And it won't matter. <laughs> it's like, you want it to matter. You want to be there while it matters. But I guess if it ceases to matter. I don't know. I'm, I, I, every time I get into these thoughts by myself, it just it's, it sounds depressing. But I guess I'm just trying to work it out. I don't have any intentions on dying anytime soon. So, <laughs> knock on wood. But, uh, no, I think that the three percenters... I think that the three percenters is what they're called. I you just I just say three percenters. I'm sure that there's a million different groups or whatever, but like uh, these really, I I'd say that these guys are probably pretty good American dudes, but I imagine there's also a handful of them that fit the criteria of like a a, a dangerous racist man. Not all of them, but it's the same thing I say for the. Uh, the protesters and uh, the anarchist, <laughs> but no, yeah, different thing. But I think that maybe they're they're uh, conspiring. Like, what if they're like uh, in talks, like with Trump and them, and they're just holding out till November, and if Trump loses. They're going to like, this is a conspiracy. I don't genuinely think all oh, this is going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? They're going to uh, like, like restart the Confederacy. But on, on some new shit. Like, and Trump's going to be their president. So if he doesn't win, they're going to break apart. And some of these states are going to, are going to like secede or whatever. It'd be really crazy if that happened, because I feel like you would have to hear something about that, especially living here in Mississippi. Like you'd have to be, they'd have to, they would have to be, they would have to kick their propaganda game up a good bit. But I guess you would have to try to keep that a secret, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I feel like you'd have to keep it a secret because. 
then you're going to give the guys who don't have guns time to get time to get guns the ones that don't want guns uh i don't know but it would be pretty crazy like what if that happened i mean we live in mississippi so all that fucking glorious shit i was talking just a minute ago I mean, that would just be shot to shit. <laughs> like, the change is coming. No. no, Yeah, the change is coming, all right. They just go back to the whole fucking ass flag. Just like the time has come. <laughs> they just rise that bitch like the fucking... Like the Emperor did in uh, the last Star Wars movie. He was just off dead ass in the devil pit. That's what this... They're like, we've brought Hitler back. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's the thing. I don't think those... Uh, I don't think those guys are, like, Nazis. That would be crazy. I mean, to be fair, Donald Trump's on some Nazi shit, but... I, we don't really know if he's getting down, to, down with the clown. We also don't know these fucking... All these governors from these Republican states, they could be flipping the switch on him. They might wait to the last minute and just be like, boom, and just guarantee him a chance to get kicked out. Because, I mean, it doesn't really seem like a lot of people are just rocking with him like that. I mean, there obviously are people rocking with him, but he's endorsing all these dudes, hoping that they're going to just, like, pull for him during uh, election season. Which, I mean, I guess that's standard. Sorry. Forgot I wasn't talking about Donald Trump. Okay, so... I did a little research on Sorge Joros. I say that just in case he's listening. I did say I wanted uh, to get a job for the with this man. I wanted to work for this man. Uh, loosely, I said that. But I've watched... Uh, I've watched a few, or listened to a few lectures of his, and uh, like four or five different like miniature documentaries explaining who he is. I don't, I don't really know if he's a bad guy. I mean, clearly, clearly, uh, he. I mean, they said he's one of the richest men in the world. So if he's that rich, he obviously has some demons. I mean, I'm, I'm not of the ilk to assume that you. Don't have some demons if you have that much money. They said that he, they said that he broke the bank of uh, Britain at some point. I guess like he, he did some kind of finessing and bought these bonds or something. I don't know. You'd have to read it, look it up. Uh, Sorge Boros, no. Uh, Sorge Goros, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll have to... I'm talking about George Soros. And I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about him, because I've heard people say that they've gotten shadow banned for talking about him, but I don't know if I could get shadow banned on my podcast for talking about him. I mean, if anything, this podcast will just end up getting erased, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, George Soros... Um, Alex Jones talks about him a lot. I don't know if... I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Alex Jones. There's a lot of people these days that... He has become damn near a mainstream media site because of... Ever since, like, 2015. 
which is insanity that people would go to to Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I credit him solely as pure entertainment. But as of late, I have become so upset because of the fact that people are using Alex Jones and Infowars as their mainstream, like their main source of uh, news. That is incredible. I need you to know, and I need you to tell your friends that that is incredible. That 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 to me that is the equivalency of deciding. Uh, I'm going to make a religion so that's going to get big enough that we don't have to pay taxes. Solely like, I'm just talking about that's that's exactly what Scientology is. <laughs> that's where I was going with that. Like, oh my god. This bullshit is so believable that we're going to... I mean, they, they just... It's such a reach. I digress, but... I can't even fathom people who, who find their ways to do that. But, you know, give it. Uh, they have been told that... Or the world has been told that George Soros... Is like, uh, well, you know, I mean, okay, let me go ahead and put it this way. I, I said I don't think he's a bad guy, but I don't know. Maybe I could be biased because I, the little bit that I do know about him was pretty, uh, I mean, it seemed, I would like to hear him out a little more, which he's, he looks like he's not far from the grave, but he has a lot of money, so he could be around for a long time. Uh, He pitches this concept called open, open society. Apparently, it's a, it's a, uh, a, a philosophy. <laughs> I don't know. He is he is a philosopher, and uh, apparently, he made all of his money off of a hedge fund, or started. He made his first like one hundred million dollars off of the hedge fund. I don't know. He's a weird guy, man. You should watch some videos on him. But the open society is the attempt, if, let's just say if, I mean, that is, if you're a religious person by chance uh, of the Christian doctrine, the book of Revelation's like 100%, like where it's like they, they, I don't see, I don't even know if they say anything about that in the book of Revelations. I don't remember. I think it's like if the world is at peace, then that's when it, you can expect things to be like, to end, but they also say that there's gonna be a world war, but I don't know if they actually say that either. Nonetheless, that might all be able to be backed, but that would mean that that's gonna be peace. I mean, the open society is to literally turn everything. I mean, the, I explained it to my wife as a way of. Uh, it's usually depicted in a pretty negative light in movies but sci-fi movies you can think of like where an entire planet is uh ruled by one person or persons like and it's like a gov like a, a singular government across the entire world now that might seem completely unfathomable to you now i'm not saying it's not unfathomable to me i mean i can't fathom that either but i like just try to think about that where the entire world, and even if you have to think of it like there's one king on the entire world, and everyone is working for the common goal, all the banks across the world are open to one another, 
everything is connected under one thing the new world order which is what the democrats genuinely have referred to plenty of times if you if you take out the mysteria of just the the two of just those those words the I think it's three words new world order just take away what you everything you've heard so far about that and just try to think about that concept don't think of it as like an impending doom or anything like that like what if that happened and it wasn't bad and i'm just posing this as a question because i have i don't think that that would happen in my lifetime but what would it be like like it's not like everyone's just gonna like walk around in like fucking loincloths or like sheets and just be like oh everything is amazing like people are still gonna have to work because the only way that we can progress and move forward which ultimately that's what this would be right if it's supposed to be a good thing right <laughs> you know it's got to be us, us everybody there must be something that would make the world better if that was going to be the case and it wasn't going to be some supreme dictatorship where we're all getting our blood sucked by you know the rich elite The global elite, excuse me. Like, despite all the darkness that all these humans and shit, I mean, despite all the darkness that's in all these people and these stories and stuff, everybody's just still humans. It's like, everyone's just as capable of fucking, you know, doing what they're, you know, they think they can, they can instinctually do. I mean, they, they said that Hitler was a battle and a half away from fucking taking over the whole world like it was like a phone call and a half a battle on battlefield and a half away whatever all this other crazy smoke close shit about him taking over the world can you imagine what it would have been like to have had hitler take over the world that's that's a fucking sci-fi movie if Hitler would have taken over the world, do you think that that's? But but do you think that would have happened? Do you think it would have? Did was there not the might of of humans to have enough fucking com camaraderie to be, go together? Because there's not like Nazi Germany had that many fucking people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but they branched out and they branched and they just adopted people and adopted people and and it's like. You know, that's just crazy. Like, you know, and, you know, we were so worried about that with ISIS. I'm not saying that that wasn't a threat, but holy shit, where did that go? It's like people have to, if you, what if, what if there is really this thing that they call the enlightenment? It's like, what if that happens? Like, the, what if there's a, really is some kind of awakening to where people are just, that we, we go beyond that. Like, we go beyond that kind of fucking prejudices and shit like that and it's like but we continue to to live our lives and fill ourselves with entertainment and you know but also we are able to look past bullshit like what if that's what the next stage is? and it's not some internal demise where we all become fucking slaves to some machine that is a, like a fucking transformer version of joe biden <laughs> you know, or or fucking Oprah or Hillary Clinton, and they're not like ha ha ha. You know, they're like we're demons, we're really reptilians, and we've consumed all humanity. 
like what if that's not the case and it's actually like no we're we're really working and somehow this is the next piece of evolution in humanity and it's what if it's not a bad thing i mean we are still human nonetheless but we had to become civilized humans somehow it wasn't like this is how it all started I mean, a hundred. Look in, so look around in your room. Look around within a hundred foot of wherever you are right now. If you're out in the country, it's in the middle of a field. I'm glad that you dedicated this time to listen to the podcast. But everyone else, if you're near a computer, the couch you're on, the fucking guitar you have beside you, the the paper you have beside you, uh, tobacco, fucking the beer cans, whatever it is, a hundred years ago, bro. 200 years ago? Okay, let's go back 500 years ago. The motherfuckers were still living. This was Their people were alive and shit. But think about what they didn't have. They didn't have electricity 500 years ago. I don't think. I'm pretty sure they didn't have electricity. 500 years ago? Yeah, no. There's no fucking way. That's wild to think about. So what the hell do you... Th- and I mean, how many people ago was that? <laughs> Ten generations. That's a lot, but it's not really a lot. You just say great nine times. And bam, you're there. Ten generations ago. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have... I mean, fuck, it probably was less ago than that, to be honest. But let's just... I'm being extreme. Think about what was going on ten generations ago. And we're here. And then, like, maybe you might not have kids, whatever, but the next person might have kids. And just think that... that just keeps going. It just keeps, keeps fucking going. The generation just keeps going, going, and going, and going. And it's like, what happens, say, four generations from now? What's, what's the world look like compared to us? There's gonna be some dip nut like with a fucking recording. There's gonna be some dip nut recording a podcast, and he's going to be like, "Yeah, can you believe four genera only four seven generations ago? Probably not even seven, more like four generations ago. There was some dumbass sitting in his back room at his house because they still lived in houses at the time. You know, like." <laughs> Like, can you believe they actually drank those whole beers? This kid's like fucking. He just puts like a drop of like, oh my god, people would die. They don't need to change beer. Think about if you t- could get a dropper and it immediately made you feel like you drank a six pack. It's like I don't even. I mean, I like to catch a buzz while I'm drinking, but damn, dude. Think about when you had people that were like fucking. They just like main veining that shit. People just fucking shooting up. This liquid that turns your, your, it's like, oh my god, we're going somewhere here. This would be a hell of a product to make. I mean, if you went from not drunk to drunk in the course of like two minutes, like piss drunk, I bet you would be so sick. You, people would be able to OD on that. If you had a a dropper bottle and it was just like, 
you fill it up to two and it makes you feel like you drank a six pack. Think about when they came out with, what's it called? Insta drunk? No, that's two. That's kind of cheesy. Insta drunk. Um, I don't know. They've come up with something clever. I feel like you come up with something, but it's like, it, what about when people start fucking just shooting that shit up or just chugging, buying, you can only, then it gets, you can only buy two bottles at a time. Then it gets down to like, they're portioning it out. They're selling like one little shot of it at a time. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Unless they just created some crazy shit four generations from now, that would be alcohol. So if you had alcohol that concentrated, you would probably end up just dying from that. But it's like, it doesn't have to go to your kidneys, though. That's like, it's not going to, maybe it's not going to be alcohol. That'd be like having droplets of fentanyl or some shit like that. I don't know, talking about fentanyl might be still insensitive. Because there is a huge heroin problem in America. <laughs> and fentanyl. Which is horrible. I digress. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've just been reading a lot about different people. And listening to a lot of different uh, interviews and podcasts about different people. Like, uh... I don't know, like, I, I, it's, of course, I've always got some affinity for the Joe Rogan podcast, but it's something interesting about hearing people over the years. Now, he's not so much just having people crazy or wild motherfuckers on there as much as he used to, but he used to have some people on there that turned out to be, like, some, like, David Duke-type motherfuckers. Not really, I guess, but... I know Milo Yieldnopolis, whatever his name is. He's not David Duke, but he is a wild son of a bitch. Uh, provocateurs, I guess. Um, but no, he has like Jordan Peterson on there, Ben Shapiro, all these different people that have intellectual angles. I mean, they get paid to talk about their point of view. And, I mean... I'm sure they might have something else that's of value, or they did something else that was of value. And but it's it's interesting to hear things explained by people, and it's not just like some regurgitated shit that you saw in the previous uh, like comment section. You know, like it's not something that you just randomly saw on a video that fit your narrative on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, I I. I I uh, adhere to that. I'm not happy about it, but we all do that. I mean, that's that is the reason why things. I think. I mean, a lot of things. Not particularly in this situation with what's going on in you know our culture today, but a lot of things that we've been dealing with with the cancel culture and just the bickering, bickering bullshit online. It's like if we did find a way, man, it'd be so great if there was a way to just. I think if I didn't care about music, I would just get off of the internet. If this podcast was big enough to where, like, I could collect revenue and, you know, like, pay to get promotion, I would just get off of social media altogether. And I would only utilize my music platforms. And I would promote my music through this and through advertising. That would be so cool. Because that's the only justification I have to even have social media at this point. Is to is to fucking oh I gotta promote my music. But it's like it's fucking poison. 
Like, it really is. It has become such poison. Because you're almost never happy when you get off of it. And you're fucking stuck going to it. I don't know. I mean... If you get on social media and... You got, like, a banging body or something, and you're just repping that shit, like, every day, then, I mean, you probably don't feel that bad when you get off. Man, fuck what everybody else says. I look good, bro. <laughs> I could I could be missing the mark with some people, but, I mean, that's not my thing, I guess. <laughs> but, in the same breath, there are, I guess there are a few ways to be super stoked when you get on social media. If you release, like, a song and people really fuck with it, or, you know, if you, uh, do some cool shit, you know. I don't know. I usually am pretty fucking mad when I mean Instagram's pretty cool. You can kind of just scroll through, but like, I wish I could just do do without it. Like, I wish I could. I wish I could. My music and my products and everything that I do, the videos and if I, I wish I could just get that going good enough to where I don't have to have the Instagram app or the Facebook app or the Twitter app on my phone. That would be pretty sick. That's just wishful thinking. But I do think... I definitely think that social media is... It has pretty much become... It is not something that we need anymore. Like, we need excuses to get out and fucking talk to each other. And hang out with each other. And meet each other. <laughs> I mean... We need to go out. I mean, I'm I have a wife, and it's like we need to go out and be forced to be friendly with people, but be happy about it because we're having interactions with people. Like we all, I have met so many people that live within a 20 mile radius. Mind you, a lot of these people that I've become in, in community communicating with has happened in the past six months. But nonetheless, it's like. I haven't met uh, so many of these people that I just I want to meet them. I want to hear their stories. I want to hear what how they got into what they got into, like whether you know music or art or whatever it is. Like I want to I want to ask these people these corny ass questions. But I also you know that's another thing about the podcast is like because we have lives. Also, a lot of us work. You know, I I work a lot and I have a uh, a son. So it's like I spend a lot of time with them because that's really important to me as well. But like on those occasions where I get to get out like I want to I want us to feel like we can value those conversations we don't have to feel like oh man you know preconceived notions of like what we've seen people share on Facebook or what what they talked about or how we talk to each other on Facebook it's like we actually ha all have to meet each other face to face and carry on conversations and we would do it we would be so much more civil like people would be forced to be civil with one another or you would be a rowdy son of a bitch that spoke your mind and you would pay the consequences for that. Not not just physical altercations, but just the awkwardness of, you know, being one of the, the saying, you know, not guiding yourself through a conversation gracefully, even while sharing your opinion. It's like some people will just go, some people just blast off. And but I mean, that's their, if that's their thing, that's their thing. And it will be. Handled with handled like socially accordingly, accordingly in a social manner. That would be great because I definitely miss like that. It's like it wasn't that long ago, man. It was like maybe even ten years ago. You could say like people still, you know, fucking had to hang out and meet each other. 
I mean, I think that's kind of what, I think it's kind of what killed the local show scene. Like, why it's not really as big of a deal anymore, especially in Mississippi. I mean, it was always hanging on by a thread, but, like, there used to be a lot of good bands that would come through Mississippi, and there still are. Like, you randomly get, like, good punk shows or something, you know, or whatever, and it's like, and I'm sure there's other bands that come through, but in comparison to what, like, Jackson, Mississippi used to be the shit, bro. I don't know what they're doing in Tupelo, but Tupelo used to be the shit. Hattiesburg used to be the shit. They probably still have, like, bands come, maybe, on the coast, but probably, how often do you hear about any of that shit? I'm not just talking about the past three months. I'm talking about in the past couple of years. Like, shit just ain't popping in Mississippi, like, and it was barely popping before, but there was a lot going on in Mississippi. Especially with underground bands. Jackson had all kinds of bands come through there. Like of different sizes. Like different tier artists and everything. Hardcore bands. Punk bands. Big bands. I mean Under Oath came through there. Maylene. <laughs> Fuck. SLA Dying. <laughs> Club Fire. <laughs> and I mean. But there, I'm, talk I'm also talking about like the plea for purgings and you know, uh, counterparts, <laughs> what, this is hell came here, or came to Jackson, I mean, you used to have bands like Choices Made, like Fight to Die, and A Fond Farewell, and shit, Shaken, uh, I don't know, there was, used to be, used to be shit going on. And there's not anymore. It just kind of blows. But, I mean, that was definitely... I didn't write a topic sheet down, which I was originally trying to tell y'all. But that would, was not even going to cross my mind. But I did think about something the other day. What if I... I want to do this thing where I take all... I, like, because between, like, four or five of my friends, I think they have, like, every... Like, every underground album like from back in the day like i bet we could get all of shaken's old stuff all fight to die stuff uh all of before there's rosalind's old stuff like all these different bands with our okay any of my any of the bands that i was in will obviously be cool with putting that shit up there but and we'll just put it i'll put it all on soundcloud I'll just we'll just stack it all in one place, and I'll just get everybody to send me this shit, and like each week we'll put out a new album, and we'll just like you know we'll let people pick, like man think about if we got all that old shit man, like, and just threw it on SoundCloud because a lot of that stuff came out like when it was we were still fucking chunking CDs and shit. It was before we could even just it, you back in the day you couldn't not just anybody could upload something to Spotify or at iTunes. You had to jump through all kinds of hoops and shit to do that. Back then, so we all sold CDs and that that all shit all that shit had just started. Like people were stoked about selling their shit on iTunes, but like iTunes Apple didn't even have a streaming service back then. But you just think about all that. Like like, if we could fucking get all of these... I mean, you name it. All, half, I bet half of the people listening to this were in a band that used to play back then. If not, then you could sure as hell name a few. I think that would be sick.
yeah, you'll have to forgive me. I had a technical difficulty there. Um, but yeah, and like I think I think it'd be pretty cool if we had like a vote, like uh, like each week, like say we'll have before there's Rosalind's second EP versus uh, the Covenant Between Us EP, and people will vote. And somehow, I don't even know how you would have a voting system for that, but we could just get people to comment on it, and you know, we'll just uh, get people stoked about the, participating in it. And then, uh, when the the next week when the podcast comes out, I'll put out that album that more people were pulling for, whichever one gets the most reception. And then the other one will go into a different bracket and come back around like a week or two later. And then. We'll just go through artists like that. That would be kick-ass. We could just do it for, like, a... I, I could, we could pick, like... Let's see. We could take. We could pick, like, 12 bands. And make a bracket out of it. And just have them all go against each other. And then, you know... Basically, the first... Six matches... Would be, like the best ones like because it's like if you think about which they're going to come out either way i mean i guess no we couldn't do a bracket for all of them because some people might not know who some of the other bands are like i've only i named like four bands but there's probably a lot more bands that i'm not naming that people there are definitely other bands but if you just take the projects individually and we could i mean that'd be kick-ass I think I might do that, and I'm gonna upload them to my SoundCloud. I mean, I'm not—I don't make any money off of that, so I don't really think any of these people will care. And I'll ask whoever before I actually upload their shit. How's that sound? I'll also make all this clear if we end up doing this. That would be kick-ass. Uh, I'm gonna go grab another beer, and then we're gonna uh, keep this going because I got some more stuff I want to tell you guys about. Something I, something pretty cool that happened to me today. So I want you guys to stop for one second. And while I'm gone, and I want you to think about something. Think about the best memory of your childhood. Like, I know some people had good, good childhoods. I know some people had bad childhoods. But just think about the best memory you had. And hold it for a second.
All right, I'm back. I'm probably going to cut that down a little bit because I think it took me a little while longer than I expected. But uh, I hung out with my dad today. That was pretty cool. Uh, now, a little bit of backstory. I, me and my dad uh, don't really hang out that often, but here the past couple of years it's been pretty cool hanging out. Uh, having a kid has helped, but also I think, you know, my father is... He's finally coming to his own, I think. In a weird way, I don't I don't think that he is. Okay, he lives out on a lake. But now I don't want that to paint a crazy picture for you when I say he lives on a lake. Cause he does indeed live on a lake, but it is not like uh he lives on a in a lake house. It's like a couple of campers and like house trailers like put together. And look, it, it, on paper it really does read like a uh, like a real redneck type of setup. My dad is a, a like coon ass to his heart and soul. Like born and raised in Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana, he was a uh, outlaw to say the least, but not in the sense of he rode motorcycles and uh, you know was outlaw. You know, not like that. It is a very different type of behavior, but nonetheless, they grew up, you know, hunting and fucking shit up and trapping and also, you know, running the streets and shit. But apparently everyone in Louisiana back in the day actually knew how to do crazy shit like that. But, uh... Yeah, my dad lives out in Mississippi. It's outside of Yazoo City. And he just, I mean, he goes back and forth sometimes to, like, Arkansas. I don't really know how, but he does it because he is, I guess, capable. But he has a, uh, a rare, a rare, like, uh, blood disease. I'm not really sure what it is, but it does some shit. And he has to take chemo periodically for it. It's I don't know that it's like chemo, the same chemo that you have to take for cancer. I don't know what it is dosage-wise or how that works. But he takes it, I think I believe it's like once or twice a month or something. I'm not really sure entirely. I probably should know more as I'm sitting here telling you about my father that I hung out with. Needless to say, he's been through a whole lot in his life. Uh... But he's still kicking, and he seems like he has come into his own. It's very nice to go hang out with him and uh, see him kind of living and having all of his stories. This place where he lives, they got a couple of alligators that come around back of his spot. And, man, I, I about freaked the fuck out earlier because one of them came by. And, I mean, come on. It's like, it's like 30 foot between me and the embankment, and the embankment goes down. Like, it's like a huge, like, damn near a cliff. Like, you'd have to be careful stepping down it. Maybe even put your hands down behind you. But, uh, and there's, but these, it wasn't no gator, like, the size of, you know, some shit you see on them wrangling up. Oh, wow, 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 whipping back and forth. Like, you could probably get your arms around this thing. It would probably still break loose because they're tough as shit, but, 
man, I was I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, there's a gator right there. I hadn't seen an alligator in a long time. Uh, maybe at the zoo. I don't know. We do need to talk about that in the coming days, whether or not we think zoos are cool or not. Because I'm not really sure anymore. But, uh, no, it's cool. We hung out and, uh, and he was, it, it, he got my son a soccer ball. But it was like, uh, I think it's like a bigger one. Like, a, like I might think it might be like the regular size one, but it might, you know how they got like three sizes? They'll have like the, the small one, then they'll have the middle one, then they'll have the next one. I think like we played with the small one for a little while in rec league. But, I was like, man, hell yeah. I was like, now my son's got a soccer. I, I played soccer when I was a kid. I mean, I got pretty good at it, but I didn't go to, I was homeschooled, so I didn't like play outside of rec league. And when I was that young, rec league ended when you were like 12 or 13. So obviously I did not pursue a soccer career, but the next summer our parents did get us a bass and a drum set. Steven got the bass and I got the drum set. So obviously we both decided, oh, we were going to play music. And so forth and so on. But, uh, yeah, no, it was cool hanging out with my dad today. But we also went to KFC, uh, me and my wife, before we went out there. And it was such a horrible experience. Like, we ordered... Like, we had, like, three separate orders of fries because we ordered extra fries that we were going to bring with us because sometimes we crush up the fry, the potatoes and give them to my son. But and we also just eat fries because fries are good as shit, and you shouldn't be eating that shit anyway, so you might as well eat some extra fries. But, uh, no, they didn't even give us our fries. We didn't even realize they didn't give us our fries until we were at my dad's spot, which was 15 minutes past KFC. I was so disappointed because I wanted to go back and be that guy. But like I was like, I'm kind of just trying to get where I'm going. It was a huge bummer. I was pissed. Like I was like, my pride had been attacked. Because usually you go back and you don't really say shit, but you just have like this stern thing in your voice. And people are usually nice, and then you're like, well, fuck. Because I'm always the guy that's like, by the time I get back there, I'm like, it could have been an honest mistake. <laughs> so, I end up just not being a dick, which I shouldn't be in the first place. But you always get upset about that. It's like when they get your shit wrong. And it's like, in the heat of the moment, you can't you can't conceptualize the fact that you're you're eating fast food. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're taking money, you're taking this thin piece of paper, or this card, and you're swiping it, and you're getting food that's just, bing, ready, quicker than you could have cooked it in your microwave. <laughs> and it tastes fucking awesome. It's probably not good for you, but it tastes great. So it's like, how mad can you really be? It's not like those workers benefit from purposely doing that. <laughs> it's like unless you were a cock to him in the first place, if you were a dickhead, then you and, uh, while you were placing your order, then uh, maybe they'd get a little bit of joy out of you being a dickhead because they can. Anyway, that was a bummer, but nonetheless, I didn't go back and I just charged it to the game 
because ultimately we were only out like five or six dollars because they overpriced for their orders of fries but you know that's on them i don't foresee myself i mean i could see myself being back in yazoo city in the next six months but i certainly don't see myself going to kfc i don't even like buying food from chicken places in the first place because usually you have to wait a half a decade to get your food like, oh, you need chicken? Okay, well, let us go to the fucking Sanderson Farms and get that shit ourselves and then come back and cook it for you. That's how long it takes, especially Popeye's. You, tell me the last time you went to Popeye's and they didn't have a line out to the fucking road. Please. I mean, there's a Popeye's right down the road from my job, and I take my lunch break late. I take my lunch break at like 1 or 1.15 every day. And when I get out there on that road, which is rare, I usually just go to the gas station. But the days that I do get out on Hardy Street, there is a line at at fucking uh, Popeye's. It's like, and it's like, I can't even understand why people like chicken that much. Like, you know how awesome it is to go grab a pizza? They'll cook you a pizza in like 10 minutes, man. If you want a pizza, a whole ass pizza, or if you want a slice of pizza and you want to eat the rest of it later. It takes no time. You can go to Little Caesars and get one for five bucks. <laughs> I mean, hot and ready. I know a lot of you are like, oh, shit, tastes like cardboard. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's like the worst pizza that they're... Okay, well, it's five bucks and it's ready. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the only point that I have. Or it's... All right, you pay six bucks and it's ready. Or you pay eight bucks and it'll be ready in five minutes. Either way, it's fast food. But if you're going to get to the point where you're spending that kind of money, you might as well go somewhere other than be, uh, Little Caesars. If you're gonna, especially if you're going to have to wait. Nonetheless, it's fast food. I have done an exceptional amount of rambling on this podcast. I guess I could tell you guys that uh, I just released a new single. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably see me post way too much about it already. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool song. It's me and Scott. This is the first song that I've ever released that I actually had Scott featured on. So, or Weisberger slash Eradicate. So it's pretty cool. I've been on a lot of songs with him, but I've yet to be able to release this. I say be able to. I have yet to actually get around to doing a song and getting Scott on it he had to wait on me but I'm glad he did it because his verse is hot fire joke DM2 Rogan look we, he, at the beginning of his verse he says he says yeah oh no what do you say uh, but he basically he says uh, that's a green beam on a stick and I think it sounds like he says that's a green, I got a green bean on a stick. So it's like, I guess it, the metaphor would be that there's a gun with a laser on it. A green laser. It's clever wordplay. But if it's a green bean on a stick, think about, <laughs> think about like eating or like seeing a green bean on a stick. Or like a like fishing line tied to a stick and tied to a green bean. <laughs> You're just dangling. That's a green bean on a stick. <laughs> I don't know. We've we've been cracking up cracking up about it, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, look, I know that a lot of you guys probably, a lot of you guys probably only listen to a few podcasts, and 
there's probably some of you that have only listened to my podcast. I'm not saying that my podcast is that good, but I know that some of you guys are not commonly into podcasts. Well, my friend Jason Galt has a podcast called uh, Jason Explains It All. And he takes people who haven't seen movies and he explains movies to them. Like, it's pretty cool. You have to check, go check out a couple of episodes of it. Uh, I know that it's probably not common for somebody like yourself to want to just go and listen to your uh, guy's podcast that you barely wanted to listen to in the first place, telling you to go listen to someone else's podcast. But if you did do that, that would be great. I also want you guys to check out Dead Scene Kids. Uh, Dead Scene Kids, I know there's a good group of you guys that probably would appreciate that. Uh, there's a, a Hunter Camp and my dear friend Alden Kirkland do that podcast, and it's pretty awesome. I mean, they <laughs> they talk about everything from TV shows to, uh, like, if you can imagine, like, they have such a broad range of music that they talk about. But it's like you've heard of everyone they're talking about just about. And if you haven't, they'll tell you about them. It's pretty awesome. They're definitely worth checking out. Um, just doing, uh, showing a little love. You know, uh, I do also want to thank again Manny Anderson because they have not picked the uh, the winners of the best of the Palm Belt yet. I mean, I think that they've got the winners, but they are waiting on God knows what to figure out why they're not telling us who won or who lost. I, as long as they, I would rather lose than them not tell us. But eventually, I'm sure they're probably going to plan to reschedule the uh, event that they're going to have. Which is great. But I do want to thank Manny Anderson and I want to thank Philip Pygott for supporting the podcast and supporting the music. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys, but particularly them because uh, they have been a little more uh, hands-on and involved. But, you know, I mean, I'm very grateful to anyone who has listened to the podcast and shared it with someone. I know that it's like, it's awkward to like tell people about something, but in the same breath, I don't have like an extensive budget to promote this podcast i'm not complaining i'm grateful the organic growth is beautiful because i do have a few of you guys that i know listen to every episode and that's kick-ass the rest of them you know it's like i'm not on facebook right now i probably will be next week or the week after that or something but when i don't when i'm not on facebook i don't have a way to really promote to a broader audience so Everybody you tell is fucking awesome. Even when I am on Facebook, I know you guys have been telling people. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I really hope that uh, my next episode will have a guest on it. I'm kind of past the point of promising you that it's going to be. But uh, I'm pretty on fire about doing this podcast. And saying the word podcast, uh, this is definitely something that's interesting to me. But I do want to uh, also say on it, yeah. That's a green beam on the stick. Bitch, the fuck is you saying? Running your mouth and your lips, running your house with a bag. We taking all of your shit. My drum got 100 rounds. 
And I'm a GND that bitch Wearing all black since 2009 Fucking my bitch out the dick and a smile Walking that bitch and I'm not hard to find Popping the perk, we be off of the line Fuck a little hoe, these hoes be lying I'm in the UFO, flying Element 115, science Crushing that bitch off that bitch, I be dying Joe, DMT, Rogan Feel like Bob Lazar, I'm floating Banging this bitch too hard, I'm soaking Swallow my spit the wrong way and I'm choking Running from dogs, my chain pop They off the leash, they can't stop You can get shot in the parking lot You was a bitch, just please stop Yeah.